fellas gather around listen to me i'm about to put y'all on because somebody put me on so i'm sharing this wealth of knowledge i got in my quest to manifest magnificence in this kind of famous lifestyle i found this product called a perfect gentleman by touch body works at evoketouch.com let me tell you what it smells like though this joke is crisp man it's clean it's not too masculine it's right at that sweet spot men love it women adore it that simple man let me tell you something about this product man it's all handmade it's all natural no synthetics no chemicals it's natural the way we need things man matter of fact it's so natural you can eat it but don't seriously don't not only that we talking about supporting small business that's a black owned small business and i want y'all all over that evoketouch.com e-v-o-k-e touch.com Get something for yourself and jump on that perfect gentleman while you're over there. Get something for your mama and then tell your mama I said hi. The I'm Kinda Famous Podcast I'm your host Lester Bro New week, new episode Of the I'm Kinda Famous Podcast On the I'm Kinda Famous Podcast Network And we back We back I know I'm gonna have a little rush on this episode But we are gonna try to make it happen Look Kinda Famous Pod K-I-N-D-A Famous Pod P-O-D On Facebook That's where you wanna go uh, Also uh, If you're new to the show um, I don't know how you got here But iTunes Google Music uh, What else Stitcher um, Podbean, kind of famous pod on Podbean. Uh, man, that's how you find it. Kind of famous podcast, uh, KINDA famous pod on Facebook. That's where all the all the shit go down over there. That's where I put all the. That's really where I'm trying to do the interaction shit at. Um, that's where I post links to stories that we talk about. That's where that's pretty much the main hub. Or you can go to Arrow Films, arrowfilms.com. That's my personal website. That's that's basically where everything I do at the filmmaking stuff, if you want to support that. Um, the merch, the uh these clean ass people collected t-shirts, and I got some new shit coming. Um, there's new stuff on that now, but I got some new something new I'm doing, and I done partnered up with a group that um uh, that I don't want to talk too much about. I think I, I, I ended last time avoiding talking about it, so I ain't going to talk about it just yet. Um, but something new is coming up. There's going to be a new way to get uh, to some of the merch, or at least the T-shirts and apparel will be a little different. But as I'll, always, I'm going to always have the red bubble that you can um, get to. Uh, but you can get to that through arrowfilms.com, or the link's always in the show notes if you're listening to, uh, to the podcast on YouTube. Or, what else? Uh, oh, you can also see the photography and all that stuff. And buy my book, Wi-Fi Rock Bottom, Something About Meth. We're about to drop that second edition fairly soon. Um, I got a lot of things I want to do that. I got a super, super special edition that's going to go with the release of Wi-Fi Rock Bottom, Something About Meth, the book. Uh, but you can also watch the documentary over, over at arrowfilms.com or you can go to youtube.com slash arrowfilms. That's A-R-O-W-E films on youtube or arrowfilms.com over on youtube we also got the i'm kind of famous podcast um playlist 
So you can get the playlist shorts. You can get the um, I'm Kind of Famous podcast uh, full playlist that also comes with Catch These Hands and a couple new things that I'll talk about here in a minute. Uh, and also just watch all the films and content that I make. I generally put that there. And I know you guys see that clean-ass new I'm Kind of Famous podcast network promo. Uh, that's over on the gram, but I don't talk about the gram. So you can go to the Facebook and see the full thing or also on the YouTube. Man, where we at? Uh, now I'm rambling. I'm, I'm going to figure out a way to condense these promos down. But one thing for sure that I need people to do, get in them show notes, hit that like button, subscribe, all that shit. And uh, it just supports me. Uh, got some cool ass new sponsorship shit going, but we we we'll, we'll we'll get to all that. I mean, we back from the hiatus. Uh, had to take a little break. Took a break, man, for the holidays, just like everybody else do, man. I mean, I, I contemplated to be honest. I really did contemplate trying to figure out should I um do more, like try to figure out episodes. For the week, uh, while I'm gone on vacation, but I was like, you know what, shit, I I'm pretty been faithful to my podcast for shit the duration of it, barely miss an episode. If I do, it's because and it's for a reason. So I think people understand if I um uh, had take some time. So uh, what I do for the holiday, basically, uh, you know, I'm here in Wichita and shit. It's cold as fuck in Wichita, but. Go down to Dallas for the holidays, see my family, because I rarely get to see them because I'm always busting my ass. Um, so I'm down there uh, with the fam in Dallas to see my pops, see my little brother, see my mom, sister, and other family members and things like that, hang out. And uh, then I go down to San Antonio. That's where my kids at. So I go hang out with my kids and really spend most of my time with my kids because I, I, I barely get to see them in terms of, like, you know, physical contact. So it's like, I go down there, I want to shut everything down. So that was the hard part, you know, starting this podcast where you come in weekly. It's like, you know, fulfill some time to the audience so they go do this shit with my kids and I even worry about it. And I just made the decision um, to just, just shut it all down. It's a hiatus. I got plenty of episodes. If someone found it randomly, they got plenty of shit that they can look forward to. But I tried to keep things going on the Facebook page uh keep it updated with you know new stories and things that i'm seeing and uh uh get it get get to things that way now here's the shit i said it's cold in wichita i'll go down to san antonio texas i go down to dallas texas it's gloomy as fuck down there right and i ain't ever went down there and it was colder than it was here i when i left to come back here from a vacation it was so fucking cold in San Antonio. My kid's mom sent me a text. She's like, send me a little graphic. It said it was colder in San Antonio that day than it was in Anchorage, Alaska. How the fuck is it colder? Damn near Central America, fucking damn near New Mexico, than it is in Alaska. You can see Russia from that motherfucker. And I know it's cold in Russia. That's how cold. It was literally the coldest shit. So I am, um, while I'm down there, I'm with, I'm, I'm going to take my son to get a haircut. Now his mom likes his haircut to be like kind of Conor McGregor. Now my, my, my kids is half uh, Hispanic. So 
my daughter got hair more texture like niggas and shit. Now I don't know nappy shit, but just like she got thicker head of hair, curly hair, this whole thing. Something similar to mine, even though her mom thinks different. My son got a little Mexican hair. She like him looking like with the little gentle, I call it a gentleman's cut. You got the fucking part down the side. And then, like, it's kind of like a little comb or type of deal. It's real dope, man. My son be looking fresh as fuck. So, um, she she had me go. She asked me, you know, can I take him to the barbershop? Hell yeah. I'm going to take my son to the barbershop. Hell yeah, we'll take him. So, we go to his barber. Now, we go to the fucking barbershop. And, it, and it's, a, it's a nigga barbershop now. I don't know how she found this motherfucker. But it's a nigga barbershop. But at that time, I didn't know how she found it. Nigga Barbershop. He sit down, giving dap. Son look cool as fuck, man. He getting, he getting a little haircut and shit. Bunch of niggas in the room. Weed smoke. Soon as you walk in, I'm like, hell yeah. BM, come through. Full Mexican mom. Legit Mexican fucking family. But she knew. You got a little mixed boy. Got to put him in the proper thing, especially when he mixed with black. Got to make sure he in the proper barbershop. So he in the barbershop, dap up, smell weed, motherfucking. He see his barber. Barber come out, shake hand. My first time meeting the barber. She's like, well, tell the barber, get this, showing all this piss. I'm like, hey, has he cut him before? Because here's the thing. You got a real legit ass barber. He know you when you see, when he see you. When you sit down, he really ain't got to ask you what you want unless you're trying to do some new shit. He knew my son, saw him, gave him dap, cool beans, sit him down. I said, you already know. He said, yeah, I got it. Boom. Now, he, my, my son, Barber, Hispanic, too. Now, I ain't tripping because I'm already in the atmosphere. I realized these people know what they doing. They, the barber shop that I had when I was a child. So I know what the barber experience is going to be. So I'm cooling with it. I ain't tripping. I don't even care. I ain't looking. Sitting there. Son getting cut. I don't know why my son, he got the mirror looking at the, he looking at his haircut while it's getting cut. My son uh, about to be, let me see. Nah, yeah, when this come out, he'll still be four. He about to be five. So he got the fucking mirror looking at the fucking Bob like, dude, if you push my line back, I'm fucking your shit up. That's how he's sitting in the chair with the mirror. I'm like, man, little man, little homie with it. Like, I'm, I ain't tripping. Like, now he my little boy. You know what I mean? So. He getting the cut and everything. And, uh, man, I forgot what the fuck I was going with this story. Oh, so uh, she tell me, like, like, so we do everything. I tip the bob. I tip pretty fucking well. My homie get mad how I tip. My son cut $20. I tip the barber $10. My nigga always like, nigga, five is enough. And I don't know, man, for something, man, my, my, my grandpa used to tell me, there's three people you don't fuck with. You make sure you take care of them every single time, all the time. It's the mailman, the motherfucking cook, and the barber. You want to get your bills. You want your bills to go out on time. You want to get a check when you're supposed to get it. You want to make sure you ain't nothing wrong with your food. ain't fucked up. It's done right. And you want to make sure you look good. So you want to make sure every time that you fuck with the same person, that person know you, you know him, that you take care of him. So I give him a $10 tip. I give my barber a $10 tip. I give anybody who do my motherfucking hair a $10 tip, depending on how much it costs. My haircut's about the same, $20, $25. If I get it braided, it's about $20, $25. So it ain't really that big of a deal. Here's another 10 Now, I hate when I got to get both done at the same time. Now I'm like, look, one of y'all going to have to catch the five. 
It just is what it is. Now, so I tip the dude. Bam, we good. We leave. I say, yeah, we leaving the barbershop, headed to the thing. Y'all want something to eat? Blase skill. She like, uh, did, yeah, how's the haircut? Can you get the picture? Took a picture sent to it. Like, yeah, that's how I like it. Da, 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 da. I'm like, I don't, I ain't used to this kind of shit. Like, your bob is your bob. He know what you want, know what you're supposed to look like. Now, she say, did you tip? I say, yeah, I tip. How much you tip? I tell her how much I tip. And she's like, cool. Now, here's the thing. I'm in San Antonio. I ain't really have to tip shit because I ain't going back to that motherfucker. I mean, no time soon where he going to remember or fuck my shit up. Now, fast forward. Uh, uh, my daughter's birthday on the 30th. We go celebrate. 31st clearly is uh, New Year's Eve. New Year's Eve is like we got a tradition. We do this shit every year. We kind of go to uh, her dad's spot in the country, a San Antonio um, Poteet is what it's called. And then we go to her mom's because they mom's spot, they own, like the whole family pretty much live on this block. Damn near like Mexico. Now, and then they get the fucking fireworks popping. Like, and it's, le- it's legit. I get the kids pop fireworks and pyros and all that kind of shit. They get doing their thing. I'm helping her sisters and her nieces. and that, like we just It's just like a whole family thing. And I do, I've been doing this since they moved down to San Antonio. So his, her dad in Mexico. So I'm like, what the fuck we doing? She's like, yeah, we're going to go to my friend's spot and go hang out. Then go to my mom's. So we go, cool. We go to a friend's spot. Go to a friend's spot. And I'm sitting up, like, this motherfucker look familiar, like a dude. And the motherfucking barber is at the thing. Apparently, they she know her her friend, the barber's the fiance. I ain't know that shit. And I'm sitting there, my nigga talking about you should gave him five. I'm like, man, if I gave him five, I'll probably get kicked out the house. Like, that's the, I, I'm over here walking into the disrespect, thinking I'm finna do some old whole nigga shit, get the fuck up out of here. Glad I did the right thing. Take care of your barber. Take care of your motherfucking cook. Take care of your postman. Because you need to get your money. You need to make sure them bills get to you on time. You need to make sure your food is right and proper. And you damn sure need to make sure you look good. Take care of them people. Tip them well. And they'll take care of you every single time. Damn, they're guaranteed. Uh, so here we go. Um, but I'm back from the holidays. Another fucking thing. Now, here it is. Now that here's here's the thing that happened. Now I'm, <coughs> my mom, <coughs> I'm having shit on my mom a little bit for the show. Um, if she listening, which I hope she not, cause it's weird. She don't listen to my show, but whenever I talk about it, it always seems to be the episode she want to decide. Let me go see what he's talking about, and I'm always talking about her when she listen. But we'll see what happens. So we sitting here, right? I'm at my mom's crib. Oh, back up. Early in the fucking um podcast, I talk about the uh dog operation. My kid, you know, my kids want the dog, the dogs and shit, the little puppies and whatever. And uh, you know, I shut shit down. Then I end up letting the kids get the puppies, the puppy operation. And man, look, I met the puppies for the first time. The puppy for the first time. Come to find out, they got two motherfucking dogs. I don't know how the fuck this happened, but well, I do know I had my son. Got the fucking playing with some old alley dog and shit. Not alley dog, but dog in the neighborhood. Dog wouldn't fucking go home. Now we got two dogs. Now they got two dogs. And so, by man, I see the dog, man, the one that, that we bought for. Man, these the coolest motherfucking dogs. Like, they bark like a motherfucker early in the morning. Annoying as shit. I ain't used to shit. So, 
that was fucking me up waking up to the motherfucking bark at six o'clock in the morning. But it is what it is. Now, I'm gonna tell you, the dogs are so motherfucking cool. I'm about to go get me a dog. I'm about to go and get start my own puppy operation here at the crib. I gotta get me a dog. So I'm gonna let y'all know how that shit go. I'm gonna get dog here pretty soon and we'll figure out from there. Now, anyway, back, fast forward. I'm with my mom. I'm gonna wait back, stop by my mom. Now, I uh, you know, I got my book Wi-Fi Rock Bottom. Now she over here, I'm teaching my mom about the Alexa. You know, hold on. Fucking machine listen to you. But tell about the Alexa. You need to get an Alexa. You know. Oh no, I uh uh I got an Alexa. And um, so I'm helping to set shit up. Like, man, look, you can do this, you can do that. You got your smart features and shit. You got these little smart bulbs. You get your camera and your ebook thing. And so she, she read books and shit on on the Audible or whatever the fuck the thing is. One of these damn devices on the Kindle. And so I'm like, let me see yours if this works. I say, Alexa, read Wi-Fi Rock Bottom. Somebody me can't find. I'm um, sorry. Some something, something don't. All right, calm down. It's already going off. So I'm trying to help her get this going. I say, uh, Alexa, read book. Now, this is where things get fucked up. My mom, since we done got grown, my mom decides she need to get her groove back. She all out here. Mom damn near thought. This is what it is. She out here. Uh, I don't want to put too much about that, but she thought, as far as I'm concerned. Too much for me. I'm sitting here. She ain't never at home. She always on some other shit. Then see niggas coming around. I'm like, God damn, I'm getting such, such years old. All these niggas coming from. Grown. Oh, I'm damn near out the game. Right? So I say, let's read the book. Read something. Thinking, well, I know. I said, read something from the library. L- read, last read from the library. I got to watch what I say because then my device is going to start going crazy. I say, such and such, read the thing from the library. And then next thing I know, I hear uh, 28 ways to spice up your sex life with, stop, Alexa, stop, Alexa, stop. And it wasn't hearing shit. I'm like, Alexa, stop, stop. I want to hear, I'm going crazy because now I'm hearing and knowing my mom reading these damn spice my sex up life, sex life up books and shit on the damn Kindle. I'm not ready for that shit. I don't want to know that shit. I talk a lot of shit about my mom and her life like that. I ain't want to know nothing. Nothing about it actually happening. So the fact that this book pop up, Audible, now she going to be probably sitting there listening to this shit like some goddamn erotic tale. Thanks, Alexa. But here, hold on, I got to take a sweep. So, that I wasn't prepared for. And, and I'm going to tell you, it's weird because we, the, the, the thing starts saying that. I'm saying, Alexa, stop. Alexa, stop. And it stops. And there's just like this moment of silence between me and my mom. My 30-some-old self, her 50-some-odd, whatever it is, self. I'm like, yeah, it worked. Uh, I don't know. For some reason, they won't read my book, though. And we try not, I'm not, I don't want to talk about it. I don't nothing to talk about what I just heard. I don't want to know why it's in her library. I don't know. I don't want to know why it's the last thing she was reading. 
We tried to ignore this shit, and I goddamn did. I don't nothing. So, uh, brought my ass back up here, and it was cold as fuck. Now, uh, man, what the fuck is going on? Okay, here we go. Yeah. Um, but no. So that was like my holiday. There's a whole bunch of other shit happening, but I don't want to spend the whole episode talking about my goddamn holiday. A uh, couple things, though. New things with the show. Um, I'm starting a, a playlist. Not starting a playlist. It's, it's, if you're on the, uh, and you can check in the a, in a show notes, but if you got Spotify, I got the Spotify playlist, the I'm Kind of Famous podcast playlist, uh, or no, uh, dope list, uh, just music that, you know, I may bring up on the show or talk about on the show, guests may bring up. I want to make it easy for you can get to them songs if you think it's a dope song. Somebody say on there and we get that shit on there. That way you go to the dope list of stuff I'm listening to, stuff that, that kind of cheer me out, stuff that maybe I'm listening to before the show to get me ready for the show or things that just come up. And, but we also going to have another one that goes with the new show that we got. That's gonna, it's called Who Up. Um, I'm, we about ready to start that this week and next week. Uh, it'll be a video show. So, and I mean, we'll have an audio version as well, but it'll be most, uh, it's geared towards video presentation. It's aspirational, inspirational, man. I'm just going to be talking that shit. You know, sometimes on, on the, uh, podcast, I get getting on that deep shit cause I be feeling a certain way. Well, this show is dedicated to that. It may not always be me that do the show. Um, I may have someone else do that. I want I want it just to be people spitting that inspirational, motivational shit. And it ain't always probably going to be positive. It's going to be raw, rugged, rough, just like me and the, and the I'm Kind of Famous podcast show. So this new show on the network, Who Up, is going to be visual. Um, I ain't going to act like it's going to be this amazing fucking production presentation, but it'll be mostly visual. It'll be on the YouTube. It'll be on the Facebook. So look out for that. That's coming really, really, really soon. Um, I just got a lot of things set up. I don't know if the audio sounds any different for you all, but I got the uh, I, I updated some things with a new mixer board. So I'm gonna be kind of expanding how we do some of these episodes, more mics, more people, uh, and then try to have more of a conversation with group. But also be weary of like, you know, we ain't gonna just have people chit chatting and chattering on top of each other. We're gonna keep it a conversation, keep it live. So get, you know, uh, the show's just getting bigger for 2018 is really what it come down to is what I'm looking at. Um, what else? So, but there's also going to be an additional Spotify playlist for who up because I want this to be the, the I want that playlist to be the type of shit you want to listen to while you study or get on that grind or working on your paperwork or whatever it is. Like, I don't want to necessarily make it somewhere. It's just about dope songs. I want it to feel like a soundtrack to a feeling, to an emotional, to a mood that you get up to, ready to get to it. Because hopefully with Who Up, you walk away with these thought pieces and and, and, and shit like that and be motivated to do something or think about some kind of philosophize with yourself, philosophize with your friends, talk to people, say the nigga said some cool, dope-ass shit on Who Up. Check this new podcast out. So it'll be a, a visual podcast that's coming up real soon. And um, I can't wait. Uh, I got a new sponsorship situation we linked up with Posh Candle Co. P O S H Candle Co. Man, look, I don't know how to explain it. Be honest. If you're on Instagram, you list this right now. Go to at uh, P O S H Candle Co. Posh Candle Co. And check out them uh, candles, man. 
Uh, it's a black-owned company, man. Uh, owned by a woman. It's a candle company, but they kind of they got a mix of different things they do um, with candles and fragrances and things like that. But <clears throat> they got a whole gift bag, uh, gift box type situation as well. But that's not even the important part. The important part, these candles are more to the mood, right? They're more to the situation at hand. You got a candle for being humble. You got a candle for, and she got one that's called a fuckboy repellent. I mean, you got all kinds, like, I don't even really know how to explain it, but when I saw it for the first time, I thought, this is the dopest fucking concept I've ever seen. And it just fall right in line with the energy. You know, this is a cultural energy thing. And the dope shit, man, is black-owned company, independent, doing that damn thing. And what's crazy is, man, she decided to start this company while she was pregnant. I think she said not even working. She's like, man, I'm finna start something. You know, to do this. I think like eight months pregnant. Like when you're supposed to be doing and worry about, about to having this baby, Letting this thing fall out of the oven. She decided to start a new company. And this company been booming ever since, man. Get big and getting bigger. Uh, Posh Candle Co. PoshCandleCo.com. Go check out what they got. Go buy something. It's going to be dope, man. It's just a new deal. Um, I'll get more into, you know, Posh Candle Co. in the coming, up, coming episodes. But we got that. Um, and then, like I said, we got the new T-shirt deal that we about to drop, man. I got... Uh, a t-shirt line that I'm building based on uh, mental health, but we'll get to that later. Uh, and that's the dope thing about Tay over there at uh, Posh Candle Co. is that that's a profession that she knows a whole lot about uh, mental health issues. So, you know, this year, as we approach uh, Mental Health Awareness Month, she'll probably be more involved in the show. Um, and we'll see what we'll do. But we won't get to that, man. Yet. Let's, uh, Let's move into some, some some topics, man. A lot of shit done gone on since I've been gone. Um, let's see. Got a list. I guess right now everybody talking about that H and M shit. Thing that happened with H and M and the little boy. Well, H and M really, 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 really fucked up. Um, if you haven't heard, H <clears throat> and M is a uh a clothing line or a clothing store. Essentially, I mean, I think it's a little, little bit of both. Um, they put out an ad. Okay, I, I, I hesitate to say ad, and the reason it being is because I think, uh, just like most things, people get a little carried away with the language because they're more concerned about being offended than having facts, uh, and having legitimate information. But, um, here, let me pull this up real quick. Uh, because I want to be exact in what happened here. But H&M, um, basically, uh, put out an ad or, um, uh, man, I hate to call it an advertisement, but I guess that's what you got to call it. But H&M fucked up, basically put a little black boy with a green hoodie on and the text on that hoodie said the coolest monkey in the jungle. <clears throat> and if you uh on Facebook right now, I already got the story up on the uh I'm kind of famous podcast 
Facebook page, Kind of Famous Pod. Uh, well, Facebook.com slash Kind of Famous Pod. Oh, man. And they done removed it now, but of course you got the screenshot, A, so it's already there. But see, on the other end, they had the white kid that was a survival expert. Now, I ain't really tripping about none of this. I'm keeping it all the way gangster with you. It's like, I'm not that bothered by it. Well, I want to not be bothered by it. I want to give him a benefit of doubt. Because it's like, I can't, some of it, like the kid is likely not wearing that hoodie. This is graphic work. This is things you do in post. This is things you do on Photoshop. Or you do, you know, it's just some of these things are template based. So I can't say that they did it. And I see a lot of people saying, well, the mom and the dad, this, that, and the third. The mom and dad never saw the kid in the fucking hoodie. He saw him wearing a hoodie probably, which is a template. And then someone juxtaposed or uh, overlaid this text on it because that's the, 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 the design over the thing. But that's when I stopped being able to get a benefit for the doubt because it's like, damn, someone then picked that p- particular picture to overlay that on and it's like the more that i try to give them the benefit of that i was just saying we made a mistake it's harder because of everything that you kind of know on the behind the scenes from a design aspect or advertising aspect and so it just make you say and like i see a lot of people like uh h&m i always make these mistakes and honestly it's the first one i know about but i don't pay attention to it and here's the other part i don't shop at h&m so i wouldn't even fucking know it's not a thing I pay attention to. Most people don't either. So when like people get all into their fucking shit about this damn thing, it's like, well, you wasn't even shopping there in the first place. So what are you really boycotting? Like you're not sacrificing shit for this situation other than being mad. <clears throat> now, it don't make it any less wrong though. And it's just like, man, who the fuck is on the staff? Who didn't catch it? Because that's one thing to say that he went and took a picture in his fucking hoodie, which is likely not the case. But if he did, you really should have caught it. Because I can look at this picture and know there was a lot of post work done to this in Photoshop and Lightroom or whatever that they choose to use in for that company to color correct and clean and all this type of shit. So who didn't catch it then? How did we get this far and no one catches it? That's the more difficult part about, you know, what happened there uh, with H&M. But, man, it's one of them things where when somebody fuck up, like, bro, you you, you all the way out there. Like, ain't no real turning back. And then, I mean, the homie was discussing the fact that um, The weekend stepped down from uh, his partnership with... Uh, H&M and he was like well why couldn't he just weather the storm though and why can he just weather the storm and wait I'm like man you can't like it's one of those situations where you can't just you can't just not you can't just stay with it coming because then as you get past it next time the weekend does a show and or or well, this is the example I gave the homie. I said, look, because this is what happens. H and M fucks up, and they got a rebound, and they gonna call Weekend up. Say, Weekend man, you got a hit song. You think taking your song, mixing it with us, give us a little goodwill back, 
And as soon as he do that shit, it's going to be second wave of outrage. It's like, this coon-ass nigga the weekend, da-da-da-da, these Canadians don't be understanding, you know, my all this bullshit. And then it's reinvigorated. And I'm like, we getting big enough that he can go get that another deal, probably like H&M somewhere else. So he kind of had to step down. Even if he was getting a solid-ass bag, it's like, man, that fuck up future money. That just just because he get that 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 H&M money, that may fuck up show money. That may fuck up branding. That may fuck up so many parts and pieces that it just don't become worth it. So you had to step down. And in a time where, you know, I just got through watching um, the Chappelle, one of the Chappelle joints on Netflix that is fire. Uh, he talked about how we're super sensitive, and which is true. But in a super sensitive age of this sort of thing and something like that, I don't think you can remove yourself from, uh, especially because it comes down to like a poor staff. And if you're that tone deaf, why should I as an African-American or a minority want to work with you when you don't have people behind the scenes that isn't this fucking careless. So, I don't know. I'm not that big on the H&M thing. I get it, but uh, they fucked up. And that's really all I can say. I'm not going to... I mean, I haven't been shopping at H&M, so I don't plan to start shopping at H&M. And I can't be super offended about something that never bothered me in the first place because I never dealt with this company. So... I am going to continue doing what I've been doing uh, when it comes to H&M and not shopping there. So, that's H&M. Um, let's see, what else went down? Guess Oprah, that's new. That Oprah shit from the other night. Here's the thing. I don't want to get too deep into politics because I'm sitting here watching this shit on the TV. Generally, it's on my TV, a lot is goddamn politics because it just don't stop. Thing about this shit <clears throat> with Oprah. I'm going to keep it funky with you, man. Oprah ain't that much different. Oprah running ain't that much different from Trump. Pretty much the same goddamn thing. Only difference is we like Oprah better. <laughs> and, and, and she clearly is a thoughtful person. She clearly is an, uh, is a person with some candor and, and, and tactfulness in how she approaches things. She clearly uh, cares about the issues. But one billionaire, or we'll just say millionaire, one millionaire to another millionaire, another TV person to another TV person, that's not what we're doing. There's nothing that different. They're practically the same person. We practically make the same mistake twice. Unless you start coming up with some ideas and issues that's easy for me to agree with, then whatever. But um, there's a lot of career politicians that I, I, I prefer a person that knows how politics works. I'm one of the people that I like my activists activated. I don't need them in the middle. Um, I think there's a reason why Barack was always classified and made and also classified himself as a community organizer and not an activist. He's fighting for, you know, people, activism. There's people fighting for an agenda um, based on what they feel is right for the people or the majority of the people that they come in contact with. 
most of the time. Activists want the same thing as community organizers. But when you say community organizers, you got, you know, there's a ladder there. When you get to activism, there's, you know, it's a little something different. And I'll give Oprah the some degree of an activism type of mindset because she has a beautiful, a, a great platform to do so much with that putting her in the political spectrum may not be appropriate. But I also, this is, this is my deal with Barack. And I remember saying this, uh, you know, as he was going to be done is like Barack fucked it up for everybody because celebrity became important. He was a celebrity president, not like Trump, but in a way that he he galvanized people and he moved people and he was so slick and so suave and so charismatic that it became like we don't want a boring president. No, we probably should have boring presidents. The fact that my president is sell like like if we fast forward over to Trump, like Trump likes his attention. TV time. It becomes a spectacle and it's becoming a spectacle and it's been a spectacle. And so now with Barack being such a celebrated guy as a president and such a charismatic guy as a president. Now we we went to Hillary and wanted her to She's not exciting her base. Why the fuck do you need to excite her base? We're talking about the country. We don't need excitement. We need stability. And so now we willing to entertain Dwayne The Rock Johnson as possible presidential candidate. Oprah Winfrey as a presidential. Now, granted, Oprah, this is not the first time Oprah's been in the mix like this, but we don't need the entertainment. So hopefully that goes away soon. She gave a marvelous speech at the Golden Globes. But um, yeah, the Me Too movement, the whole thing. And we probably, I'm not going to talk about the Me Too movement tonight, but uh, it'll come up in uh, an episode or two here. Next week, we got a new episode with a filmmaker. And so I'm doing some interviewing there. And we're going to try to have another episode after that that's going to be... Uh, well, I'm not going to talk about it because I'm not sure where we're at on it. Uh, but the week... Not next week. The week after should be a real fun episode. Um, and the topic that we talk about should be should, should enjoy it. Next week, we, we, in the movies, a couple of filmmakers that I fuck with really, like I think are great, phenomenal filmmakers. We talk film, which I haven't talked film in quite a bit. So I'm excited for that. Ep- well, I've, it's already recorded, um, but I'm excited to to put that out because I like talk. I love talking film. I love talking music. Like those are my two favorite things to talk about. So um, we have fun with 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 the movie stuff, and it's a visual episode, um, which brings me to IKF TV. IKF TV is coming soon. What it is to be a 30 minute condensed version of I'm Kind of Famous podcast when I have interviews and guests like that. Um, you know, we sit down. I, I, a lot. I, I, I film a lot of the, sh- the the interviews. The problem is, is like editing it is a bitch, and I do so much shit between the multiple podcast. Well, basically running the podcast network, and then you know trying to be a filmmaker, um, shooting other shit, being a photographer, and just regular life. 
it's hard to try to jump around, do so much. So um, what the plan is with IKF TV is any interview that gets filmed, uh, we 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 gonna film the whole episode and then turn around and um and uh uh uh, uh condense it down to thirty minutes, easy to consume. Hit you with all the highlights and the tough stuff, and then you know in and out. All right, so look for IKF TV uh, coming real soon. Uh, I guess I'll talk about this. We're in the show with this. So, made national news. Um. That happened here in Wichita is um uh, this thing called swatting. Uh I recently heard about it a few about a year or so ago, and I didn't think too much of it, to be honest. But uh I realized that um it's a pretty big deal. <laughs> um so basically what swatting is is and it's been happening with gamers. I've only ever heard it with gamers, so I didn't know it exists beyond gaming. But like gamers, you know, these little kids, you be on the goddamn shoot 'em up games, talking all this shit, then somebody use your gamer tag or somehow figure out who you are, look you up, and call 911 saying, hey, I'm hearing all this uh, rigmarole uh, at this place. I think he has hostages. I think all this other shit is going on. Uh, maybe you need to send someone out. So basically what they do is try to amp up the situation enough that the SWAT team of that city or county or whatever thinks is they need to show up and handle the situation. So this happened. I, I don't know the uh, – uh, I don't know the game. Uh, Call of Duty is the game they're playing because, I mean, it's just shooting up there. And Call of Duty has nothing really to do other than the possibility they may use some of that shooting in the game background and sound effects to kind of keep luring the situation off. So there was a, um, a call that went out saying, um, you know, there's a guy. Um, uh, I don't know if they ever told us what was said in that call, um, but they called the police or, or one of these in- entities and the swatting prank worked. The police went out to a residence. Uh, you know, not the police. The police SWAT team, the whole thing. You got the big lights. You got armored vehicles, which is ridiculous. And you got the whole SWAT team outside. Guns are playing this point at the house. <clears throat> so they asked the dude to come out. The police normally do, you know, in these situations. Um, can you come outside? Guy comes outside. The guy, and there's video of this, and I, I got this shared on the I'm Kind of Famous podcast Facebook page, kind of uh, Facebook.com slash Kind of Famous pod, um, POD. <clears throat> so he goes out and he says, I think the officer said something like, put your hands up or some shit like that. And you know, they so far away, so. You can't even blame if a person don't even understand sometimes because you're so far out. But the dude raised his hands up, and I believe a single shot goes off and shoots the dude. You told him to fucking put his hands up. Now, white dude. So let's 
I don't want y'all to think this we talking some racial shit. White dude. White dude get shot. And it's like now here let me just fucking finish the whole thing. So white dude get shot. Uh eventually he dies at the hospital from his gunshot wound. It's a SWAT, so you know they got the good shit. This is my shit, though, man. It's like this militarized state that the police is in. This hyper, like, I understand that the prank is built upon, like, amping shit up. But God damn, y'all can't wait to shoot somebody. You told him to put his hands up. Could you or could you not clearly see a weapon? You think a person, an innocent person, who didn't have anything in his hand, right? He's innocent. And honestly, I don't know I don't know what's the right thing to say here because part of me feels like you have all the tactical gear. You have all the bulletproof shit. You have everything. I mean, can you let him get one off and determine if this is real or not? A man is murdered by a police officer. Because he ain't got patience. Or maybe anxiety is is such a tense situation that the finger, you know, he pulled the trigger. Not intending to, but just intention because, oh, man, we about to get some shit about to go down. Shit about to be crazy. Like, oh, man, I can't, you know. Not even on I can't wait, but probably subconsciously. Now, here's the shit. It's like uh, the cat who did the call on the the swatting the pull the prank he posted on twitter after this shit went down because people were blaming him for obvious fucking reasons he says on twitter i didn't get anyone killed because i didn't discharge a weapon and being a swap member isn't my profession fair enough in the end of the day it's still a prank it's up to the adults in the room to determine the right course of action it's the adult's responsibility in the room or the professionals in that profession to determine the right move. The crazy part about it is like you can hear the bullhorn. The dude is talking. So I mean, in terms of on the police side, so the shot, like the shot shouldn't have happened because no one tell him to shoot. As far as I know. This is from the body cam um, video, which, you know, I'd like to say thank God for that, but they uh, the, the name of the police officer that fired the shot is unreleased, so we'll never know who did the shooting. And furthermore, another thing that came out, um, the other guy that they felt like was involved in a uh, swatting prank, um, tweeted as well the kid's house that I swatted is on the news and there was another thing like the dude tried to swipe me and they took it uh, and they went to the wrong house and what's crazy is all this happened over an argument over a dollar or a two dollar wager over the game police shows up cost taxpayer money uh, police shoots and kills the person, which is gonna probably be a 
Uh, I don't know, because there's a law saying, you know, basically, if they was only running off of the uh, information that they knew and they made decisions, you really can't prosecute them from that because they didn't do anything wrong. They just didn't know. But I don't know. That's a tricky one because uh, I think they're responding to something, them being, they're responding to the SWAT. So being there is pretty much the limit, and then they got to figure out if it's bullshit or not. The dude came out. The dude was complying the whole way. Put his hands up and get shot. Nothing in his hands. At doing as he was instructed. It says here, I'm kind of reading a little on it. It says, the officer who fired the shot, a seven-year veteran of the police department. Well, how, how long do you have to be with a company to be a veteran? But anyway, will be placed on administrative paid leave because, of course, I mean, you know, we're used to that part. Um, so paid leave, killed a person. Um, I don't know. It's a tough one. You know, I don't want to necessarily chastise him for making a piss poor decision. I don't know his mental state or capability. Uh, but it was tense in the moment. And if you're, in my opinion, as an officer, incapable of having composure in a high tense environment, it's not it's not the job for you, bro. You know, you get resumes say this is a high tense work environment. Can you handle that? A man was murdered, yo. I mean, a man, I hate to say murder, but he was killed. Out of here. Because of a prank. Now I know he says he it's not his profession, but look, bro. Second degree, man. You did something. Now, we they beefing up the laws and shit on this swatting thing, whatever that. I mean, what can you do? I mean, if you're not going to prosecute them kids or go find them kids, I mean, I would almost think it'd be federal since it crossed state lines. But, I mean, what do you do? That bullshit, man. And it's national news. I think it's losing some steam because, of course, Trump. But, anywho. Um, catch these hands. That podcast, man. We got new episodes coming. A lot of interviews coming up. Man, just... I mean, them holidays will kill you. I'm going to tell you that right now. Holidays will fucking drag you the fuck out. It's so much shit. You spend so much money. And then you try to recover. And I know people, like, motherfuckers always like, yeah, you spend all this money to prove to people you love. Now you spend money because it's fun. Like, like you think about, you know, you come on the back end of all this shit. It really, I mean, the, the money, the money part ain't, the money part ain't, The big part of it is like, man, you just want to give people. You think about, like, people say, like, you give all the money to prove to people that you love. And it's not really that. But you think, like, how selfish or greedy of people we are individually. And then this one time comes out the year where you like, man, I'm giving. I'm giving. And 
and you give people i keep pausing because a bunch of shit keep happening around me and i'm trying to focus but you keep giving and you give all this shit and you know you just to see smiles on people's face but you also hanging with these people you're also around these people it's not that big of a deal and fuck you people who like can't you know, I want to get credit for all this shit. I want my kids believing in those Santa Claus. Man, that shit ain't about you, man. It ain't going to hurt. Don't rob no child of no imagination. Don't rob no child. Don't jade your child because you jaded. Yeah, some motherfucker going to get credit for you getting these gifts. Who gives a shit? Don't you like enjoying seeing the smile on your face? Yo, eventually, your kids will grow up and learn that it, it was bullshit the whole time. I, I don't want to lie to my kids and have them believing and whatever, man. Get your, that's selfish, yo. Like, like that, that's that's lame to me. Keep it 100. Like, my daughter, no one told my, I don't know who told my daughter that Santa Claus wasn't real or whatever, but they ain't, they ain't affect her not one bit. She... My son believe in it. So um my daughter plays along now. Which is cool. Because eventually he gonna go man, I'm gonna tell you something. Let me I'm gonna say this. Cause you know, I, I started to put a little piece of a conversation on here that I have with my partner. Um uh, you know, for half the show. Cause I ain't really got a lot of shit to say, but um, I've noticed creative people like you go on social media everybody a boss everybody this and I guess we finna do a who up fucking preview but everybody all this shit everybody creative everybody making something everybody doing all this shit right I'm I'm, I'm I get my son for Christmas this Batman fucking Batcave craziness. He take all his toys. Now he want to put everything on the Batcave. I'm watching him create this whole world of his toys and his shit. Using his imagination for shit that ain't there. Batman flying. He holding them. But he watched the movie and think Batman can fly. He fake flying this thing. Then he turns around, put on these damn costumes and what have you to play whatever character he want to play. And I'm watching him be creative. I watch my daughter try to draw and come up with creative shit on own. Not for no money, not to impress nobody, just to entertain themselves. And then I get on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat. And I see all these people talk about being creators, talking about being creative, talk about all this shit, and can't create a motherfucking thing. Afraid to create a motherfucking thing. Afraid to take risks and take chances. How the fuck I can look at my child, and my child is far more creative than the people who want to convince me that they're creators. Now, I'm a creator. Let me just get that. I mean, ain't nobody going to take that away from me. 
it's it's plenty of people who gonna vouch for that number. So I ain't worried about it. But I'm watching my kids. I'm, and then I turn around and I listen to adult people who can make life decisions. Tell me what they want to be, what they want to do, all about their aspirations, all about this, all about that. But when it comes to making a move, it's, they're incapable, impossible, no motivations, uninspired. They will not pull a trigger. They will not bet on their own creativity because probably what other people think. And I'm sitting here watching innocence between my son and daughter, watching them say, I will take this risk and then want to show other people. Make some bullshit out of fucking clay and want to show people with excitement. And it don't matter that it got destroyed. It don't matter that they got to start over. It don't matter that the Legos fell over. It don't matter that maybe a couple people didn't respond. They will go back and create something new to bring to an audience to see if they like that shit too. And then I see grown adults either jaded by something or afraid of something and make I don't know how many fucking excuses to why they can't. You can barely tell a child that they can't do something. But maybe when you think of creatives and aspired people and inspired people, that they have a childlike heart because you can't tell them that they can't do something. Because if it don't work, they just come back. And they try it again. They try it again. They try it again. And that reputation of habit, of effort, is sometimes all it takes. And sometimes that's all it needs. Just to put in some fucking effort. No excuses. Just try. Put it out there. Look, I remember, and I always tell this story, when Wi-Fi Rock Bottom, the documentary came out, I swore no one liked it. I swear it wasn't good. It felt like no one was responding to it. And all of a sudden, it hit the right stride. And it's been crazy ever since. I make shitty things from time to time. Granted, I keep the right people around me to let me know I'm making shit when I make it. So then when people do respond... I've every forty some some of my episodes of this. I know every episode wasn't hitting. It can't. But I keep making another episode. I keep making a new fucking project. I keep making a new whatever the fuck, and we gonna keep rocking. Movies. I know I every fucking video I make ain't amazing. But I'm gonna keep making them motherfuckers because they good and better. And I'm willing to risk it to show people what I'm making, what I'm doing. And I also realize the shit ain't for everybody. Just because people ain't fucking with the thing don't mean it's for them. Find your fucking audience. Find your people. Find your tribe. 
and they'll ride with you. I started with episode one. 2018, still here. With that being said, man, we're going to get out of here. This is the I'm Kind of Famous podcast on the I'm Kind of Famous podcast network. Make sure to subscribe, like, hit all them fancy ass buttons that's in the link. <clears throat> In the bio, um, uh, or or however you looking at this, just go look at the show notes and I'll let hit all that shit. I need y'all to do that. Also, buy some merch, get some. Go to uh Facebook.com slash kinda famous pod, K-I-N-D-A Famous Pod P O D. You can hit the Twitter up. I don't really use Twitter, so that's a waste of fucking time. But you can also hit me at arrowfilms uh dot com, A-R-O-W-E Films dot com. And make sure you go get them clean as people collectors from the Redbubble website. I really would appreciate that because them shits is dope. And like I said, we got some new shit coming that's based on mental health. So look forward to that coming real, real soon. I'll probably talk about it um, in a couple weeks. Um, so yeah, get some more detail about that. Uh, check out the uh, I'm Kind of Famous podcast dope list. From Spotify. I, I mean, there's a lot of dope music. There's music you think I should listen to. Hit me up. Uh, let me know. Uh, go over to the Facebook page. Talk about it. Uh, but I'll add, will consistently <coughs> add music to the dope list. Um, uh, and it's just shit that I'm jamming, to be honest. And things that are associated with the show, songs associated with the show. If I have rappers on, I'm going to try to, if they got something on Spotify, I'm put that shit there. Um, also, again, make sure you uh, holler at the good people at Touch Body Works at EvokeTouch.com. Uh, that's hair and skin, I mean, skin and natural products. Ah, skin products that are so natural you can eat it, but don't. Posh Candle Co., P O S H Candle Co.com. Uh, make sure you check them out, get them uh, candles because the house is lit. And, um, shit, I think that's it. New episode next week. Catch these hands also coming soon. Who up? The podcast, video podcast. Go over there to the Facebook. And until next time, this is the I'm Kind of Famous podcast. Take my mama said so hi. in light of you being kind of famous. Why the hell I'm kind of famous? Who the hell she knows?